Don't freak out, or maybe you should. Turns out that your self-doubt may not be because of your inability to own your success. It might be because you're being told that you don't belong. So yeah, there can be some serious gaslighting going on that has led you to fully own the idea, I'm an imposter. But maybe imposter syndrome isn't real. Maybe what's real is that you've been told in subtle and not so subtle ways that you don't fit in. Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast where I break down the tools and skills you need to achieve your career dreams. I'm a coach and a certified grief recovery specialist because I learned the hard way that unprocessed career setbacks can lead to a loss of resiliency. It's critical to mourn losses in your job if you're going to hit your career goals, which is why I'm both a coach and a grief doula. Today's blogcast is the final installment on a series about imposter syndrome, and it's a really important one because it challenges ideas and beliefs and hopefully encourages you to rethink how you're looking at your career progression. So keep listening to learn more about how systemic racism and bias have led people to believe they're responsible for their lack of professional advancement. One day, I think I was about four years old, I went to my friend Christy's house, two doors down on the left. We just learned how to use the telephone, and I loved calling up to ask if I could go over. When I got to Christy's house, I slipped my shoes off and left them neatly at the door. Christy's mom, Dolly, asked, what are you doing? I didn't understand the question and said, Christy said it was okay for me to come over. I thought I was getting in trouble for walking in their house without ringing the doorbell. Nope. She wanted to know why my bare, stinky feet were puttering across their nice carpet. My family didn't wear shoes in the house. When we came home, we took off our gym shoes. That's what we Midwesterners called sneakers and wore house shoes. We had outside shoes and inside shoes. Didn't everyone? In many Asian countries, it's tradition to remove shoes before entering the house. My mom was Japanese and grew up in Osaka, Japan, so she brought this tradition to our neck of the woods in good old Darien, Illinois. There was only one other Asian family. They lived down the street from us, but that was it. So this tradition was an anomaly in the community I grew up in, but I didn't know that until I was faced with something different. I thought everyone took their shoes off before going into the house. I share this story in reference to imposter syndrome because we don't know what we don't know. I, along with other women and people of color, have been taught that the feelings we experience of not belonging, not fitting in, and being a fraud are feelings of our own making. We are solely responsible for not feeling good enough. When I first heard the term imposter syndrome, I felt relief. It was good to know that there was a name for the feelings of doubt that I had at school and at work. Anytime we can notice and name something, we relax, even if the thing itself is not so great. Having clarity diminishes the discomfort of not having the answers. I have a friend who had mysterious medical symptoms, and when they were told they had Hashimoto's disease, they actually felt a sense of freedom because they then knew what they had to do to manage it. As I grew older and learned more about imposter syndrome, I sort of enjoyed being a part of this vast community of overachieving, ambitious people. And most importantly, there was nothing wrong with me since I wasn't the only one having these feelings. But then I discovered I may have been gaslit the whole time. February 2021. Ruchika Tilshan and Jody Ann Burry published an article for Harvard Business Review entitled, Stop Telling Women They Have Imposter Syndrome. They state that feeling like an outsider isn't an illusion. It's the result of systemic bias and exclusion. My mind was blown. 
Imposter syndrome is the result of systemic bias and exclusion. It's not because I don't have the ability to internalize my own success. I was back being a little kid at Christie's house, learning that not everyone has inside shoes and outside shoes. Tolshian and Burry posit that the intersection of race and gender often places us in a precarious position at work. Perhaps those suffering from imposter syndrome are actually being told in subtle and not so subtle ways, you don't belong, you're not good enough. Not because of a lack of talent, experience, expertise, intelligence, or work ethic, but because your race and gender are not a match for what's considered professionally acceptable. I would also add age and disability as additional factors that create conditions of exclusion and were not mentioned in Tulshin and Burry's original HBR piece. Tina Opie, an associate professor from Babson College, says, Who is deemed professional is an assessment process that's culturally biased and skewed. Were my feelings of not belonging in Hollywood or corporate America actually not just feelings? Was it the truth because I didn't actually belong? The first time I went to a press event for my job at CBS was one of my more painful work experiences. I was still new to the role of a primetime current executive and had never dealt with the media. If I remember correctly, it took place at the Ritz-Carlton in Pasadena. I valeted my old crappy Nissan Sentra, got my badge, and walked out to the big grassy grounds where cocktail tables and mini bars had been set up. A few hundred people, including my colleagues, were milling about, and that's when I realized I was improperly dressed. I'd invested in what I thought was a smart suit with a short skirt that I wore with low heels, assuming I'd be on my feet a lot. Well, everyone else was business casual. And while there were women at the event, it was primarily white men over the age of 40, and I was an Asian woman in her early 30s. I walked in circles, trying to penetrate the clusters of my tightly knit colleagues who were either laughing boisterously or speaking in small, intense groups. I tried to chat with people I'd never met before. I took a lot of bathroom breaks to escape not belonging and being a fraud. No one took me under their wing to side coach me on how to interact. The stares I received over what I was wearing told me I was off base on my wardrobe choice. At one point, a bunch of the men sat at a table and smoked cigars while watching people walk by. Maybe they were making comments, maybe they weren't. It all just felt horribly uncomfortable. I internalized that event as a testament to there being something wrong with me. How did I even get here? I don't wear the right clothes. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I don't like or smoke cigars. I don't know what I'm supposed to order at the bar. I felt like a failure and was ashamed of my inability to assimilate. Tulshian and Burry have identified universal feelings of doubt become magnified by chronic battles with systemic bias and racism. What concerns me today is the troubling loss of DEI departments in the entertainment industry, exasperating cultural problems tied to Eurocentric masculine and heteronormative norms in leadership roles. The dismantling of these crucial departments poses significant concerns as it threatens to diminish opportunities for marginalized communities. How can companies grow and evolve if they're not open to feedback, guidance, and debate from perspectives other than their own? Media like Fast Company, Variety, Hollywood Reporter, CNBC, Financial Times, and many more have extensively covered this issue. Without oversight, blame is placed on marginalized individuals, attributing their lack of advancement to imposter syndrome and self-doubt, amongst other factors outside their control. This undermines their chances of progressing, whether it's for leadership, junior, or entry-level positions. Sadly, I'm not saying anything new here. Bottom line. 
Your self-doubt may not be because of your inability to internalize your success. It might be because you're being told that you don't belong. If you're still having feelings of self-doubt that manifest in imposter syndrome, go back to the fourth blogcast in the series to find tools to help you cope and move past it. There's a lot more at stake than your personal advancement. For what it's worth, I kept my shoes off at Christie's house. I'd love to hear your thoughts on how any form of ism may have led you to doubt yourself, whether it's been racism, sexism, ageism, ableism, or anything else. This is such an important topic, so let's keep talking about it. You can also visit me at moonshotmentor.com or follow me on social media at moonshotmentor on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe. It would help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. Thank you so much for tuning in.